everybody benefits from learning the other language, but the other languages require overcoming a certain kind of fear. If you do the contextualizing thing, it's almost like you turn on the lights too bright and I'm going to see something that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I should have turned the lights on, you know? Uh, and and so now it's like the lights are on and it's like, whoa. Like Sometimes the people yeah. that you can't stand the most are the ones that are, oh, uh, you're getting totally. turned on by. That's a terrible situation. Don't I know you. it. Don't I know it. <laughs> the big hormone Enneagram. I'm John Lukovich, 415, sexual self-pres, 458 traffic. I'm David Gray, self-pres sexual, 9 with one wing, 974 traffic. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-pres with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a 3 wing 4, self-pres social, 369 traffic. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a social self-preservation, 9 wing 1, 963 traffic. If you like or hate us, make sure you go like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure you leave us a review. Y'all uh, deserted us last week, and we had an amazing show because we are the stars of the show. <laughs> okay, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. We generated so much new ideas, and <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, you did? It was you know, multiple of, offshoot podcasts. Now. Yeah, just it was incredible. You know, just the magic that happens when David, Nancy, and Alexander are not present. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's what oh, I started with. The in- type sleeve. Oh, that's what I said in the intro of the show. This is what happens when I don't have to hear Alexandra and David. God, yeah, the time. <laughs> just nonstop jibber jabber. They this talk is, so much. Yeah. This is a hexad. Uh, what is it? Hexad supremacy. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Attachment types and <laughs> magic just happens. Stay in your zone of delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We Super didn't have a conversation. Cool. We just Super took turns. Chill. We just took turns lecturing each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that's how I imagine it's going to be. That's <laughs> just how we talk. Uh, but we had some topics that, topic ideas that I thought were cool. Um, I wrote some of them down. Like, we've discussed some of these before. Instinct love languages. Uh, mm. we, we went on a little, little uh, track of how the social instinct interferes with sexual selection. Uh, I was going off about racial dynamics. Uh, we talked about female gaze versus the male gaze. Yeah, there were some hmm. interesting offshoots there. Yeah, another another potential topic um, that I'd brought up in the chat was the way we make our dominant instincts like a religion. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. And because I was thinking about like, all right, like we've all talked about it in those terms, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking one of the ways I kind of see that I make sexual instincts a religion is I kind of feel like so much of what is fucked up about people has to do with not listening to the sexual instinct. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. Just like, uh, like, you know, just that whole thing about social selection or, uh, yeah, the way social instinct interferes with like, you know, mating and things like this. And, um, I think that people have like really bad problems with like emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. and i think you know there's a whole thing about the way that people um i don't know the the way the way sexuality becomes both like like a like just a fun thing but also like it's like the serious thing where it's like love making happens and like that kind of 
uh, like people don't really aren't very good at knowing how to like distinguish between those in a certain way. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. all really meaningful or it's all really not. Um, so I don't know. Those kind of things are interesting. Or I can imagine that we all have our own version of that for our dominant instincts. Yeah. Well, well, you and I have sexual. Alexander's got social, and David's got self-pres. So we could we could do it. You could you could also offshoot like instinct love languages into that too like yeah how we uh, manipulate and interpret what love is yeah yeah it's like kind of the same thing in a certain way mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do the nines think <laughs> yeah it's good i mean i'm just uh vibing framing it up right now uh, <laughs> i mean like uh, I, don't know, I don't know if we're already getting into it but but like with my stacking talking about let's say intimate you know romantic relationships partly because i'm social blind and i'm my specific stacking i'm thinking of the expression of love let's say primarily as totally nonverbal, sensual touch Mm -hmm. right so it's very Mm -hmm. self-prezzy and you know comfort uh infused with sexuality Mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and that um that that would and should be how everybody does talking about it as a religion right sure. how everybody does uh it should be how everyone does that kind of uh display of affection and love yeah i relate to i mean i've been learning to be more verbal and it's like a, <laughs> a conscious practice that i Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to integrate with my social type, but I mean, you know, she demands it. She, she demands. I mean, we, my, what do we what do we cup. call it, baby? My what do we call, what my need Don't for we, verbal? We, yeah, we call it something. I can't remember. Uh, what the love cup? <laughs> Maybe something like that. <laughs> the love cup. Pour some yeah. words into. Tell the us love some cup. more about yeah, the love cup. Yeah, that that's literally that. Everybody wants their cup full, and they want it, their cup. Don't full assume. In they do. They fucking do. Fine. So you're making you fucking, it a religion now. I guess you see, see, this a religious war. Don't need it. Don't project your social nine <laughs> love cup propaganda. <laughs> love cup propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if that's what he's specifically talking about, but yes, the love cup theory is everybody wants to be loved in their specific way, you know, and have that have a sort of steady stream of that particular language coming their way. So I don't know if that's, I don't think, yeah, it yeah. sounds that's, like that's not what you were prob- talking about. No, that's about probably that. it. And then, but like, say more. What about mine? Yeah. Yeah. What is, what are your demands? Like, like how, are yeah, you how, a, for love expression? Are you a words of affirmation person? I am yeah. a big, I'm a words of affirmation bitch. Oh, yeah. So that's, okay. So I guess the <laughs> five love languages. I didn't languages, know that. You should kind of know that. Correspond to like the instincts in a weird way. Like words of affirmation would have to be social. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's, I really, I thought I was quality time. I thought that was my top one, like forever. Um, and I do think that they're intrinsically linked to each other. Um, so it, uh, this obviously doesn't have to be a conversation about the five love languages, because I do think that's a separate thing. But um, mm-hmm. right. yeah, for me in particular, I like the, I like it a, like an open channel of like verbal exchange. Uh, and I like emotions and um, 
Yeah, like just like emotions and feelings expressed verbally in in a like kind of continuous flow. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be always. And honestly, like that gets very um, easily complemented and supplemented with um, with quality time, just like experiencing each other. Mm-hmm. But I do think like experiencing each other uh, that can be like touching, but it's also just like um, it's experiencing each other in an engaged way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily like, um, I don't know, like doing things facing the same direction side by side together. It's like facing each other and engaging with each other kind of way. Hmm. Does that make sense to you guys? The The three social blinds I'm speaking to. (laughs) The thing you said that caught my attention in there was the thing about continuous flow. So that's that's part of the social blind problem, right? Like, like when I'm dating someone who's got social, it sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, there's a thing where it's like, oh, okay, this person needs this verbal something, right? And there's, and I'll go through a, a checklist and I'll give them three, three verbal things. Here you go. Here's the three <laughs> verbal things. Okay. Is that good enough? Let's get this out of the way. No, it's, it's, it's that kind it's of thing. Like water did, the okay, plant. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the soil yeah, watered. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that feels like there's a limited supply of uh, words and engagement before I run out, and I don't, yes. I can't engage with you at all. That's interesting because that's interesting because I see it as like um, I see it as it's, as its own creative energy. It's just like you're playing with each other, right. and that just happens to be the medium that you're using. So mm-hmm. sometimes you can pull in externals like by doing something together to give you fodder for that kind of exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 to me it's its own creative force it's it's and it doesn't uh, have to be like profound or anything like that it just has to be like a just playing flirting talking about things uh talking about each other you know like i love to talk about our connection so i get real heavy in that um yeah stuff like that yeah for like with us um like touch is my dominant love language for sure and so i'm always like touching i got i'm squeezing her we're like physically sitting by each other Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not just like passively touching i'm like (laughs) actively all over her and i'm like touching inside (laughs) touching everything and and she will be like but do you love me (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and i've been like or am i just a, an object to touch yeah just exactly yeah. and and i've been like no baby this is like how you know i'm like i'm wanting you i'm connecting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she'll be like but doesn't it just flow through words or something or something like that <laughs> and like i have to really like pause and come up with words because it does oh, yeah. it's very unnatural like it it like the wave of love does not go very well through my head center or something, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it goes through my heart and body. And, um, I respond, uh, you know, very physically romantic, like in a romantic sense, like I get intimacy boners and things like this. Um, so it's all, it's all very there. And so we came upon some of our old text messages when we were apart and we were like very lovey and expressive and it's like because we're distant that's much easier for me to like yes. mm-hmm. but when we're all close together <laughs> it's hard for me to you know like to like think from that point of view yeah. so i'm trying to more and i'll just try to sometimes just be like i love you out of nowhere or something like that you know just to kind of like put the juice in the cup or whatever yeah it's interesting that uh my longest 
relationship was a long distance relationship. And I recognize now that because a long distance relationship forces you to verbally um, flirt and be romantic. Mm. And to your point, Alexander, like it's, it is, it is a playful energizing thing, but as a social blind, it feels like I only have a limited supply of uh, juice available for me here where before it becomes a draining thing. Whereas it's like the sexual is like, oh, this could go on and on and on and on and <laughs> yeah. on. Whereas the social is like, this is great and it feels good, but it feels like I'm, I'm, I have a, a limited supply of energy for this before I, you know, collapse. But, mm-hmm. but I recognize that the switch between long distance to we're together now is like, well, now that I can see and touch you, I don't have to say anything. Totally. You know, like, so that, that aspect of it diminishes significantly definitely something that i i want to make more effort in working on the thing is i found out from od like one time i i realized that he was doing so much more talking uh mm-hmm. because the i we had gone on a date with the same girl so she told me what he was saying and i just because i've been trying to figure out for years like why is he so sticky why is it that girls like stick with him for years <laughs> And they only want to see me for a month. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and so it turns out that he's, he's like complimenting girls. I'm like, are you complimenting girls? And so maybe I started trying to compliment girls and it just didn't seem congruent to my character because people don't expect me to say those things, but right. he is much more verbal than I am. And so what I found out was that he was so complimentary. He was saying so many things like to make her feel appreciated and, mm. um, that she ended up feeling super confident that of how much he was into her. And I guess if you're not, as a guy, if you're not doing that, then how is she going to feel appreciated? I mean, some people, that's how they interpret your interest is that you tell them repeatedly. <laughs> well, one of the ways yeah. that like Alexander has shown me, well, I don't know. Uh, so Alexander mentioned that she likes to talk about our relationship. Mm-hmm. you know like like in a kind of like a meta way mm. and yeah. it's been really good for me because i i like to do that now too and it helps actually contextualize things like one of the ways to you know express love but also reassure you know is to mm-hmm. say like this is the most something i've ever experienced or this is the most the mm-hmm. deepest i've ever felt for somebody or things like that and in doing that, it's been an exercise in seeing things that were, it's like that, it's like that thing that we sometimes talk about where it's like putting like outside social instinct eyes on something and labeling it. And then you like mm. can see things you, like we we're talking about, yeah. we said that with fashion or something right, last right, right. time. Emika. Yeah. Like, like kind of like giving it like a, a social snapshot and being like, oh, I was missing all these other things, you know, mm-hmm. like, right, right. There, there's something about labeling mm. in a specific meta way yeah that contextualizes which just sounds like so fucking basic on some level but it's like no it contextualizes things and so uh yeah we talk about a relationship a lot because it's i mean besides it being a way to communicate our love and significance of certain things it's also like for me it's contextualized things in a in a way that i it's made me awake to stuff like needs I didn't know I had and mm-hmm. things that were missing before that it's like, 
oh, this is actually non-negotiable, but I was like allowing myself to negotiate with it in the past. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it gives you like a gestalt of what's going on. I don't know if I'm even using that word correctly, but like another way I kind of see it, and I don't know if this is nine or if this is social, <clears throat> maybe combo of both, but it's for me, exactly what you guys are talking about is a way, that's a way for me to get space from the immediacy of what feels good. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, like, um, obviously, like, the sexual instinct is a lot of, like, really, like, how do I say? It's engagement in a different way than social is an engage. They're both engagements. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, more, there's more fusion with the sexual instinct. And with uh, the social instinct, there's, like, I don't know. This is kind of hard to parse out between, like, social sexual because they do their own fucking weird thing. Um, but the, the way that I see it is, like, there's a way to get space from, yeah, your immediate engagement, your immediate, like, hits, your immediate um, things that feel good, things that feel bad. And if you zoom out and look at the whole thing, you can at least I feel like I can have a much clearer picture mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um, yeah, I guess that's all. On that, there was something else I wanted to say, too. I guess regarding, like, um, what you guys were saying about it's easier to be verbal when you're separate versus when you're close, because when you're close, you don't have to, like, you know, explore different avenues to keep that juice going or whatever. Um, I guess I'm seeing mine as, and I guess this is what all the stackings are, your dominant instinct is just a gateway to get to your, your blind spot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's often what it is for me is I like need the like social interaction. I need the social, uh, energy exchange, mm-hmm. blah, 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 for me to like sink into like the deeper layers. Um, and I see that reflected with John too. Like when we're really close and really intimate, we can have this like nonverbal exchange that suddenly he wants to talk a lot. <laughs> then suddenly he's like telling me how he feels about me and stuff like that. So I do, I do wonder if that's the same for everybody. It's interesting that what you said, uh, something like zooming out to get a better picture of what's going on in the relationship, and which feels very social. Um, mm-hmm. But the yeah, and so the opposite for me is well, I'm the opposite. It feels like the whole mission is for me and my romantic partner to get into a smaller and smaller cave. Mm-hmm. That has no labels mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that it's just like uh, a sensual yeah. merging that has that could go anywhere and and not have sort of a perspective that's mm-hmm. sort of outer. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Totally. Yeah. I was yeah, thinking. And there are, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just my last comment on that. It, there are definitely benefits to that and ways that I have needed to learn how to do that because mm-hmm. I have spent most of my life being too zoomed out mm-hmm. to the point where I was not focusing on the immediate impact, on the immediate like, <clears throat> oh, this, like from a distance, we're doing all the things we need to do, but in mm-hmm. the tiny, you know, underground cave, it, this is not fun. This is not interesting. <laughs> I don't like how yeah. it feels. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, right. You know, it just has the sort of zoomed out image, if you want to say that. Um, right. Yeah, so you need both. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's this feeling that every, every each of the stackings is looking at something, anything like a relationship, as like this is this is what has life force. This is what's real, and this is what I have to continue to reinforce in order to feel like this is a real thing. Yeah. And so what I notice with a lot of social is that 
the sense of feeling, um, how do I reinforce this relationship? How do I get the sense that um, I'm valued in this relationship? And so this sense of how do we need to contextualize our relationship and frame it? This is the social point of view. And so there needs to be a verbal exchange so I know how you feel about me. Because to me, from the social blind perspective, if there's like an energetic engagement uh, where we're provoking each other from a sexual instinct or attraction point of view, which doesn't even have to be verbal. The social is like, I need to, we need, can we like together locate this relationship, uh, place it contextually um, so that we can reinforce it. So this can feel more real. And from the sexual point of view, as long as we're, like instigating and provoking each other and sort of turning each other on, it's still we still have a thing. And from the self pres point of view, it's like as long as we are uh, holding each other, um, and you know, in the yeah. sense like feeding each other, then you know that sense of so it feels like competing interests, and mm-hmm. everyone depending on their instinctual stacking is going to have, you know, this imbalance. So this is what I think a relationship is, and I need you to give me more of this because i feel like if we don't reinforce this aspect of this relationship then we don't have a relationship yeah and i i think that uh you know i think that something along the lines of everybody benefits from learning the other language but the other languages require overcoming a certain kind of fear yeah like you know in my book i talk about how the uh the fear I'm I'm getting over sickness, so I'm still pretty uh, foggy. But we keep the blind spot blind because we think that if we integrate the blind spot, it'll set off the fears or trigger the fears of the dominant instinct. Mm-hmm. So I think like social blind uh, relationships or people in relationship, it's like if you do that contextualizing thing, you're gonna find out it's not so special, maybe, or it's yeah. gonna not be so whatever. If you do the contextualizing thing, it's almost like you turn on the lights too bright, and I'm going to see something that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's> totally. Good. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I should have turned the lights on, you know? Uh, and, and so now it's like the lights are on, and it's like, whoa. Like, I mean. <laughs> that's what you really look like? That's how you really live in? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, no. you know, now it's like, no. oh, these are the, the lights are on, and it's, and it's good, actually. You know? Right. But it's yeah. like, yep. there was a lot of information in you know, when I was younger, that was like resisting because, uh, fear being lonely and stuff, I guess, Mm -hmm, you know, it's mm -hmm. just like, like you turn it on from a social instinct point of view and, uh uh-oh, you know? Right. And I, so I can imagine, I mean, I don't know, Alexandra as a sexual blind, like, I don't know. I was not trying to turn the lights off. (laughs) Why? Yeah. What is the fear there? Well, um, what is the fear there? I know it in like I know it on a on a like a I had like have the impression I don't know it's just like a fear of mess a fear of like uh will we still like each other afterwards mm. um hmm. there's like a sense of precariousness too there's mm-hmm. a sense that like if anything changes the like outer zoomed out sort of like gestalt changes and that's the only way this is working mm. Mm. So maybe like, and then there's also just like the sensory part of like, I don't want the lights off. I need to see what's going on. <laughs> right, like the things that happen in the dark could fuck up the thing, fuck yeah. up the outer, you know, big picture. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so being in a cave, a hearthy cave, was not no. I need, 
everything in its proper place. I need the light coming through the window. <laughs> so I need <laughs> a lot of breeze. <laughs> what do you think of the cave now? I love the cave. <laughs> 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 Fuck the light. Who cares? <laughs> Just kidding. We need the light too. <laughs> Almost a religious convert right there. Almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've fallen from grace for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Been defiled <laughs> and ruined. <laughs> Yeah, the, the lights, the the turning off the light or turning on the lights, a really good way to put that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know that on some level I've said this before, but and maybe this is for fixed stuff too. But knowing that I'm going to be repulsed by most people, that it's I want to create as much situ as many situations where. I want to delay having to see this person <laughs> yeah. before my the hooks get set in because you know once I'm sexually hooked then I can you know forgive a lot of things but if I'm sitting there looking at you in broad daylight yeah. I'm probably not going to like you and so it's this fear that the social instinct is going to ruin uh, the attraction that the attraction you know, drug yeah the drugs it's like oh man yeah. I like you like this stupid show i can't have sex with you anyone you know like <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like it's like being in it like a dark theater or or bar or something with a heavy atmosphere right and you know that yeah. if the lights are on you just see that it's like some cheap material and you know yeah. it's like yeah like the people there are actually kind of ugly and you know it's like all the yeah yeah we'll just go. <laughs> like you're dancing with some girl you're like oh man she's so hot and then the lights come on after the last car you're like oh shit that's what you look like <laughs> It's like that you're trying to figure out how you can get out of it so you don't have to do the thing that you signed up for. <laughs> or you wake up the next day, you're like in the morning, you're like, oh no, what have I done? We're, we're oh speaking no. metaphorically, of course. So yeah, we, metaphorically. We would never be, would never be judging anybody. That, that's never happened looks. to me. No, they would never be <laughs> judging anybody. <laughs> well, you know, another thing too in that, uh, I don't know where this is quite going, but there's also the light of social makes you look at yourself in a particular way mm -hmm. that I think can, for social blinds, be like shame-inducing. Totally. Yes. No, that's um, major. One thing I've realized for me uh, in the last couple of years, basically having to really take a hard look at myself socially. Maybe I'm not really fully embodying <clears throat> a social position well enough on who I am that um, I'm just like for the taking, I'm just like, you know, s socially slutty in the sense that I'm just open for whoever wants to throw themselves at me. And so, yeah, just gotten really serious about like, what exactly is my social standard? And to never even say yes, even if it's a casual thing, even if it's someone who's throwing themselves at me and just be like, no, I, I don't yeah. approve of you as a person. So why would I, debase myself <laughs> in <Socially>, that way <laughs> socially slutty uh, yeah seems yeah to be a familiar topic <laughs> <laughs> i might i might be slightly familiar with that yeah because it's like i realized that i was uh compromising myself yeah and it's kind of like dealing with it's as a compensation for some kind of like insecurity about unworthiness and yeah, yeah it's that doesn't feel good but it's definitely a thing. I think you and David, like David, I, I, don't, I don't feel, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like you have as much insecurity about maybe attractiveness, but I think it's maybe more for you. There's a worthiness there too. It feels a little bit actually more like you're 
social instinct. Like, I don't know, Emika, if it's like you like nail it all in your sexual instinct or it's like sexual instinct without social or something, but I see, I see similarity in, in both of you guys in a certain way, but it's a little different. Yeah, I'm trying to think how to frame it. I mean, <clears throat> well, part of it is just the nine thing. I think of it as the nine sort of... Um, whatever chronic difficulty around going to three Mm -hmm. is to me a major thing which is first of all uh someone giving me attention and this is part of my social sluttiness right so people someone giving me attention it's just like uh i don't know it's a sort of a cheap hit of going to three in the sense that they're in you know they're uh locating me um, valuing me, raising me up in some way to some degree. And so it's kind of like a, a cheap drug hit yeah. rather than, and, but it's, but it's so, um, completely external. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't already do that myself. I didn't mm. already locate myself, you know, into a single point and value myself and raise myself up to perhaps what what is my true um self esteem level internally and so it's like i get it externally and then it's like oh okay mm-hmm. yeah i could i can ride this for a while and see where yeah. this goes cuz one of the things that was uh pretty cool about our you know being in spain was seeing how much kaisa likes you mhm you know yeah. like i mean when we were we had the head florida zone and there was somebody there that uh <laughs> Oh, man. Like was treating you like an object rather than like as a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool to see just like you guys felt like a real couple, you know, yeah. like a real match yeah. for each other and really into each other on the like on the sexual wave, but also on the social wave, also yeah. on the intellectual wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a different, it's a different kind of presence that that brings that that snaps me into because it does include since she's got social respect for whatever uh i don't know what you'd call it attainment that i've achieved relative to enneagram field and having a name or whatever and all that stuff plus just disregarding all that stuff just uh appreciation of my ideas and intellect and those kinds of things um which uh yeah i can i go between on that score i go between either just cocky seven fix or just total um just thinking that i'm tricking everybody mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh concept with all my conceptual voodoo or whatever i'll say too i'm not sure if i'm i was hearing this correctly but i just want to reiterate like like Part of the way that she's seeing you socially too is she's, and I think this would be helpful for like the three of you <laughs> being mm-hmm. social blind. No. Um, is that social sometimes a way that you can maybe kind of see it is like almost like you were designing your own dating profile. Yes. That has like all of those like dumb little things. Like I've seen too many dating profiles just from being in like chats and stuff. 
uh, but it's stuff like answering quite like it, it you know your political party how tall like i don't know there's some dumb shit on there but then every now and then there's a question that i see that's like the only thing that would make my day better is and then you answer with some dumb thing and some people answer it very genuinely some people answer it like really silly or something like that like those are all character um both personality and character traits that come out that people either like or dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess where I'm getting to is Kaisa also sees that you are funny, that you're kind, that you're mm. smart. So it's not mm-hmm. to just like social, it's not just like achievements and like yeah. clout or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she sees that you're smart and that you're funny and that you're kind and that you can volley back and forth between being like more humble and being really, that's mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. you know? And those are, um, that's stuff that I've had to point out about John. And I think, Emika, that's something you need to like <clears throat> take stock of those yeah. things about yourself. No, that mm-hmm. was a good call see out. what people are responding to. I really yeah. appreciated in Spain that uh, the second night we were all drunk and you were giving us a, a call out on just sort of not recognizing <laughs> some of our uh, whatever social instinct contribution or whatever or... What I can't remember, you know, it was sort of not giving ourselves credit. Well, and especially it was me just sort of like in the space of, say, online chat groups or whatever, um, sort of not um, holding the social aspect of myself that is altruistic or yeah. uh, that kind of thing. It was something along, mm-hmm. along those lines. Yeah. yeah, that you are a genuinely kind, caring person, mm. and that that often gets, um, like, I don't know, just dismissed or just not acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like rec- recognizing with social that I'm a three-dimensional person, yep. Yep. that with social blind, you can kind of like, well, people will only care about me because of this, that, and the other. Yeah. Because of I'm interested. It's like a modular object thing. Mm-hmm. I've got this object I can plug in, and then I don't have anything else. And so it's yeah. like you're not seeing your own humanity. You're not seeing that uh, people have formed a relationship with you as a human being with all these qualities that are complex and don't necessarily have to be useful or interesting. It's just you as a character that matters to someone in in someone's life and um it can be hard to just wrap my head around that people want or like you without any sort of sense of utility that Mm -hmm. it's just you as a person is people just like you because of your character (laughs) and i think that is very specific to social blind the like not knowing why people would like you outside of your utility because self-pres is the like the measurement of how you can sustain and care for each other, but care in like a different way, not in like a mm-hmm. care in like a, can I protect the object, right? The, like the physical matter across space and time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sexual is like, how exciting can this person be to me? And like, what kind of exchange could we have? Um, social is a different kind of thing. It's just like, how do I feel around this person? And it's it's very specific to parse out because self-pres is also kind of, how do I feel around this person? True. But to me, self-pres is more like, can I like trust this person as a partner to handle like responsibilities, you know, stuff like that? Well, it's um, also, uh, sorry for interruption, but like uh, self-pres is also more how is 
it's much more how is this person making me and my world feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? my world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like good. a co-regulating object. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, where social is more like, and I know we've said this in this exact way a million times, but I just I don't know how else to say it. It's just like, do I like this person? Yeah, yeah. Do I right. like this person outside of like, does this person turn me on? If I'm like not feeling turned on because I'm like sick or something like that, or because I'm emotionally going through something, do I fucking is this person someone that I'm gonna want to be in my environment or not? Mm-hmm. Also, just being in states of excitation all the time is just not good for you. It's just not good for you. <laughs> and, and no, I Speak mean, for like, yourself, Alexandra. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's hard to imagine, but yeah. I mean, like, it really is, like, states of, it's either cortisol or it's adrenaline, both of those have, like, wearing effects on your body, so you actually can't be in sustained states. Of course, like, the sexual... You're saying I don't excite you? (laughs) Are you trying to invalidate my experience experience as a sexual type? With science? (laughs) I'm in a state of excitement all day. (laughs) No, but it, 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 it's getting at that, um drug addict aspect of the social blinds both stackings you know it it does have that junkie thing of you know it's so self-involved and so much about the next charge excitement thing that it's uh yeah you're just looking for the next fix yeah so outside of those fixes do you also want to be around each other (laughs) do you make Mm -hmm. each other laugh do you respect each other that kind of stuff well here, okay, here's the thing. With, with the sexual instinct, I might reshape what you just said and think it's social, but I can make it still sexual charge. I can make it that as long as I'm, my personality is um, a series of instigating or activating certain reactions from my romantic partner that you know i'm making her laugh or there's some kind of story or some kind of interesting thing that we can fuse into together it can feel like connection Mm -hmm. so the sense of connection but it's coming from like keeping an energetic electricity string between us going like it's not even saying that it always has to be charged but like the potential for charge is always there that it's like oh i can momentarily slip into oh, we're both activated, she's activated by me, or, mm-hmm. you know, I said something funny, or I did something, you know, silly, with some look or something, and that sort of like, okay, she's still there, you know, like that, that sense yeah, of yeah. we're still connected, but it's more of a connection by way of charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't mean that we're constantly charged all the time, but it, I need to feel like the potential for charge is readily available, and that's what connection feels like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just one of those things of like oxygen feeds fire, you know. And it, but the social thing feels more like there's multiple treads of relationality, conversation, or um, maybe it's like we watch a show together and it's something that we can discuss and we relate to each other through it. It feels more an, a way that we can see each other through things and relate to each other. It could just be one-on-one, but it feels much more, it's, yeah, it just feels more about seeing. It is, yeah, seeing, for sure. Also a lot of, like, uh, play. <clears throat> yeah. Playing around. Yeah, because I guess the way to see it is, like, take 
take those aspects in like a romantic sexual setting versus in a platonic setting like you're still going to have seeing and play with somebody that you're platonic with mm-hmm. but you're not mm-hmm. going to be charged up by them oh well see it's you know as a sexual type it's all the same like I, it's not sexual in the sense of like my relationship to my friends like there has to be some kind of charge for me to be interested like i'm not okay. i'm not i will as a sexual type it has to come through the sexual instinct, so I'm not going to be friends with someone whose personality does not activate something yeah. electricity for me. So yeah, I'm I mean, not, like I, I couldn't be a friend with like someone three like of us guys here. I mean, there's we're super hetero bros, of course, but I mean, there's uh, <laughs> speak for yourself, Dave. sure, guys, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's part of the thing with three of us is that there's a sexual instinct kind of sense that there's an edge of creativity kind yeah, of yeah. that that we could go into at any time or something like that and that's part of the connection yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense and the weird thing that can be i've been paying more attention to this of when i feel really uncomfortable and i feel like uh and it can happen in any conversation where I feel like I, I have to leave my skin or the sense that I need to throw something at the wall and it feels like there's nothing happening and someone's talking. And if what I'm realizing is happening is that the sense that there is no potential for any creative, there's no creative potential here and it feels like I'm, I'm being suffocated. Mm-hmm. And I feels like that I have to do or say something to bring it back to some arena where I feel like that potential is there. And it's really it, it can feel like I need to jump out of my skin. I have to do I have to do something because I'm I'm being suffocated by this conversation, by this dynamic. That's Ugh. what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's bringing up ways that I have not included the sexual instinct in friendships to me too. <laughs> Where sometimes yeah. I mm. I think like the only thing that should matter is like oh we're both you know like I agree with them as a person mm-hmm. that kind of right. thing but then just bore me. <laughs> to hell and i find out like or not i find out but then i i find myself just like avoiding 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 or when we're here i'm just when we're in person together then i'm just kind of glazed over thinking about other things but they're a nice person and they're my friend and i care about that you know wow. that kind of thing so that's rough all right new lesson unlocked yeah <laughs> we're all doing all our our dominant instincts everything friendships relationships you know we're overusing it yeah, there's there's plenty of people I I like, but I don't want to be around. You know, like yeah. I like them a lot, and I can yeah. like love them or whatever. But um, yeah, I couldn't really stand to be around them. For- <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because I can think of interesting people that I think are shitty fucking people. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just based on the fact that they're shitty people, I'm like, I don't care how interesting you. I don't care how interesting you are. You're not ever going to be around me. That kind of thing. See, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily yeah, the reverse tough. for you guys, but it's, you know, Well, yeah, I can say it significantly <laughs> that way, yeah. <laughs> My sexual history has uh, demonstrated that I don't have to like people to want to fuck the living daylights out of them. <laughs> Sometimes the people yeah. that you can't stand the most are the ones that are, oh, uh, you're getting totally. turned on by. That's a terrible Let situation. Don't I know you. it. Don't I know it. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that was you know the first love line that question was asked of who's my desert island oh, romantic right. partner and, <laughs> and it was the person 
that I had the most volatile relationship with ever. I mean, we just hated each other, but the sex was just the hottest ever. Sex was fire. Yeah. 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 Something that's like fucked up, but it's been a weird way for me to like explore my sexual instinct is like John and I have talked about like what kind of crazy toxic exes we would be to each other because we were so attracted to each other <laughs> that if I like came to hate him, it would still be this like, God oh, damn yeah, it. I'm just going to just, <laughs> just totally fall from heaven into the seventh layer of hell because I'd still try to come after him. <laughs> You'd be coming over to that to the apartment to go pick up some things that you've purposely left right. behind. There yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, Can you help me go then, find it in the back? room real quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah, she's bending just over the, to, yeah. just the toxic mess that i would become it's she insane and it's funny too because before that when people would talk about like having messy relationships with their exes like what the fuck is wrong with you guys keep mm-hmm. it in your fucking like who what are you doing nothing right, can right. be that good that you're going back to some oh, shitty right. dick but we have some visitation know. rights for the <laughs> cat boys <laughs> Come over for the exchange and no, yeah. Uh, John would just stalk me. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Man. Anyway, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think of what what one needs in a relationship. I think I've only dated long term, like one social type, and just the amount of conversation that's you know, as a baseline, just to feel like we're in this together and um such a different world felt like i was being dragged into a different world something that i i think i do tell me if i'm wrong uh alexandra i have this quality and i think it has to do with social even though like uh it's my blind spot but it's also my sagittarius venus whatever but um i think one thing i'm pretty good at that like yeah that's been a big thing in our relationship is like i'm very i'm curious about like different like particular things like about you you know so like you being puerto rican i got like i was like you know we like went to puerto rico and then got like books on uh the taino culture and stuff like that yeah yeah all that kind of stuff and um so like there's a thing there even though i'm social blind but i think that's kind of socially right Mm -hmm. it is social to me yeah and and so like that's a kind of like a important uh thing too is like mm-hmm. like all the i don't know i don't know how to put a name on it but i feel like it's a big thing in our relationship mm-hmm. am i making sense yeah yeah kind of like piggybacking of the the thing that you and i john were talking about how regardless of your instinct stacking there might be certain uh, maybe it could be due to certain types that there might be certain instincts that get more emphasizing you for various reasons and so for example you as an image type even though you're social blind compared to me maybe you might come across more social in the sense Mm -hmm. that you can do more of the seeing and you can do more of the Mm -hmm. you know the heart center has more of a social bent to it than and me as a gut type there might be more of a leaning into self-prez because um, yeah, yeah. boundaries and holding and all those kinds of things. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting how between the both of us, yeah, I, you might seem less social blind compared to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I might it, seem more self-prezzy compared to you. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. John's actually a social type. 
Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I've I've ta- I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod, or I think I have, but uh, you know, we joke that I'm the real social type and she's the real sexual type. I've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, because there there can be like, I think maybe this is something for another episode, but you know, like the thing we talked about with the optimal distance with each of the instincts, but I think there's the way that the relation a relationship can take on a flavor of a certain instinct, regardless of the instinct stackings of the people involved. Uh, there might be like, because of your life experience and uh, for whatever reason, some instinct is being overemphasized for you and it might not be your dominant instinct. Mm-hmm. So for me, mm-hmm. for David, for example, even though he's a self-press type, like he might, I don't know if this is correct or not, but you know, he's got a lot more sexual instinct, chaoticness going on. Uh, that some might somebody could mistake him as a, a sexual type, maybe because mm-hmm. of his childhood and and doubling mm-hmm. down on women. There's like a, you know, more the ravenous. Fix. Yeah, fix. yeah. Fucking seven fix. Seven fix is a real problem. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I find that interesting. All the the way that we manipulate everything to be our dominant. Yep. Reframing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder too. I mean, maybe this is a future episode, but um, there's, you know, in astrology, there's like composite and sinistry charts, Mm -hmm. which are like different, Mm -hmm. like composites, like uh, if you were to like do a a natal chart for the relationship and then a sinistry is like what something in one person's chart activates in another's and stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it'd be interesting, like maybe it's you know, typological or whatever, but if there's something comparatively similar where there's like a synastry and then there's like a composite chart within instincts or type or something like that, you know, like like Alzin and I being self pres middles, like that's like our that's our that's our touchstone, but I don't feel like we're very self pres together. Right. Yeah, I feel like it's mm-hmm. the gateway I mean I would I mean maybe this is my bias, I would classify it as a very sexual instinct couple. I think mm-hmm. so too. Um, yeah. But that middle instinct is like where, when our do- when when my love language approach and her love language approach aren't really meeting each other, we get into the self pres zone, and that's where the it starts to become more fluid. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. How the composite relationship, instinctual relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, and every relationship is diff- so different. Like, it's, it feels like every relationship I've had has been like a different. I've been a different version of myself. Like that relationship has a different uh, instinctual connection. Um, yeah, that's that's something we could develop. Maybe like yeah. a composite instinctual composite. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. And you know, we didn't do it like this but like in terms of instinctual love languages i think we get like more sp- like there's those five of like gifts and quality time all that kind of stuff but i suspect we could get much more like specific or mm-hmm. um maybe there's more that whoever the author of those things you know was in accounting for something like social blindness or something like that mm-hmm. or that something like words of affirmation can look different depending on where social is in your stacking or what's been missing or or even something along the lines of this is your dominant love language but this is your blind spot love language and mm-hmm. in, in a sense what you you need a lot more of but you just don't even know that you need that and then you go to your 
primary love language to try to get that in some weird backwards way. I don't know, something along those lines. Those long love like languages are very SPSO. Like there's no sexual mm. instinct love languages on there. I would add some love languages that would uh that feel more like sexual instinct love languages. Yeah, and I feel probably like at least a couple you could add. Yeah. Like co-creation, so. like oh, like yeah. that we make something together to me is the love language. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. That's a really good one. And then also like distinguishing between physical touch and like sensual touch. Mm. Yeah. You know, could be one like mm-hmm. you know, cuz I see a lot of couples that are very touchy but it's it feels very sweet. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's for it's for comfort versus for excitation. Yeah. Yeah, or is you know, or, or really possession. Like, you know what I mean? There's possession. Touch yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. And quality time needs like <laughs> subtypes quality time yeah, totally does. means something completely different because if for some people quality time means we're, we're gonna sit there or i need you to actually be paying attention to me how how much of your attention mm-hmm. is locked on to me right. and so for some people quality time is like we're doing things together or totally you know so yeah. it's what kind of quality time are we talking about like a lot of self-pro-social couples like to work out together yeah, but they like. Yeah, I'd kill myself. They're like lifting weights considered. next to each other or spotting each other, yeah. but they're. It's not really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you having know, a co-pilot that's... or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just having like a partner. It, it's just having company versus like engaging mm-hmm. with that company. That's where I could mm-hmm. get fired up because I don't even. In a lot of time, a lot of ways, I don't even consider. Um, there's like. Like watching a movie together is quality time, but it's still our focus is on something else. Mm-hmm. And I usually get more excited for the movie to be over so that we can engage mm-hmm. with each other about what we just watched. Yep. Right. Or she gets excited to fall asleep during the movie. Or I fall asleep. <laughs> Speaking of that, it's getting close to your show. Oh, yeah. So you can take what, your attention what? away from John. <laughs> yeah. And all of you fucking what is social this sh- blind monsters. What is this show that's so important and interesting that The you Bachelor? Would, uh, Oh, it's wow. not The Bachelor. No, it's not. It's not The Bachelor. <laughs> Something it's worse. It's just as bad, though. No, it's, 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 is it worse? What is it? Uh, it's the Love is Blind reunion wow. show. <laughs> you are it's the happening scum live. of the earth. No, I'm not. It's happening live. It was real messy. People are going to come. Lady drama. And apparently they're going to air Lady their drama. their laundry, and I'm I'm here for it. Lady Just drama's here it for it. I've been trying to get her to like do little posts about these things for her uh-huh. website because she's got a little section for it. And yeah. you yeah, should just no, live stream it. it. <laughs> and yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, for real. That would for real. That would be the better way rather than having to. People write just sit shit. there and watch people watch it. Like I I still don't That's get so it. So wild. But yeah, pe- that streamers. That still feels too too much of a line to three to me that I just can't get comfortable with. Mm, so I'm still mm-hmm. just like, nobody's going to fucking want to watch me watch stuff. Yeah, they will. You're a high girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're cute. You're funny. Yeah. I've seen girls who didn't say anything. They were just on camera and they've got like thousands of people watching them. I'm like, yeah, that's people are, we're all television channels now. Yeah. Get her in a little little bikini or something. And oh, <laughs> Never. <laughs> get a whole new crowd <laughs> who needs yeah. a job like if i had a vagina i would not have to work i would just turn the camera on me and i would they would just see me 
browse the internet all day and make <laughs> yeah well, right we've been yes. we've been joking and hate my nails the enneagram only fans just- oh, right. <laughs> yeah just have th- on the back of john's book just have his face and also an only only what's it called <laughs> only fans link <laughs> yeah. it'd be very on brand for us people would uh, not be surprised <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right no, is this- there enough here for that yeah i yeah, think, that so. Good. I think so. I thought it was interesting yeah, yeah. i, I feel cool like there's too. a lot more we could build yeah yeah, yeah. We should think about, I don't know how we're feeling about having guests or whatever, but it, for this topic, yeah, because oh, we have... having guests? We, yeah, the only stackings that aren't represented when Nancy is also here are the self-pressed blinds. So you could find two, you know, mm. quality self-pressed blinds. Kaisa could come on, obviously, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. find um, a good social session. She'd like to come on if you guys want to do that. Get, get Joseph on. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then yeah. just talk about our, you know, love languages from our own stackings. We can only yeah, speak to our perspectives all having self-pres. Like, self-pres blind is a whole different thing. Anyway. It's love is blind time, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll let you know what happens. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be waiting. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be looking for the blog. And looking uh, forward to your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I know you're taking it notes. Would be fun. I think I still kind of think you'd be into it. I, mean, I think you need to like take messy. those thoughts and throw it them in the trash. It gives you plenty of opportunity. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Stop projecting your social nine propaganda. Uh, no, us. if somebody loves to talk about people in this between the three of you, it's fucking you, dude. <laughs> Stop, you know, gaslighting me. <laughs> Stop gaslighting me, misrepresenting right. who I am, invalidating All my right. experience. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I see your social instincts. <laughs> That's I, all there I, is. Now it comes. I reject everything you just said. <laughs> well, whatever. You we'll will watch not continue. It in a couple weeks. You will not sabotage me any longer. <laughs> I am enjoying my life of peace <laughs> and happiness. Yeah. Think, uh, yeah. You know what? Fine. All right. All right. All right. I have to go. My, All right, guys. My, I'm crashing. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Good to see you. See you soon. See you. Bye, guys. <laughs>